True Crime friends, welcome back to another episode of True Crime in Academia. As always, I am your host, Mary DePippi. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you had a relaxing holiday weekend and that you are, you know, rested and recharged and ready to tackle this new week ahead of us. This week, I decided to do something a little different. Um, also, just a little heads up, there are going to be some changes with True Crime and Academia as far as posting. I will get into more of that kind of in the next episode, but also on social media as well. So if you don't follow True Crime and Academia on social media, I highly suggest that you do. We are at True Crime and Academia on Instagram and TikTok, even though I suck at TikTok. <laughs> And Twitter, while it's, you know, still in existence, we are at TC in Academia. So if you follow there, you'll hear all the updates there. It's going to be a little different, you know. My schedule's been a little crazy, so just trying to accommodate everything and, you know, just making sure I can give you the best content possible is just so important to me. So check for those updates there. This week, I wanted to do something a little different as far as cases are concerned. Um, I'd noticed a lot in the news, there were a lot of cases involving academic students and things like that. So I figured for this episode, we would just do a little news catch up, kind of talk about certain cases that have been prominent in the news today. So without any further ado, oh... I do want to say I am not talking, though, about Moscow, Idaho, um, that case. I think I want to do something a little different for that. I might try and do, like, an Instagram Live or something to that effect. We'll see. But all anyway, any other cases involving, you know, academics, we'll be talking about those. Um, so without any further ado, let's get into it. So the first case we're going to talk about is the ongoing case of Sophia Rosing, the student from University of Kentucky who threw racial slurs and attacked and a student employee named Kyla Spring. On Sunday, November 6, 2022, Sophia Rosing arrived at Boyd Residence Hall at the University of Kentucky completely intoxicated. Now, for a drunk student to be returning back to their dorm, it's not unusual, especially this time of year. But instead of going to her room, when asked if she was okay by Kyla Spring, Sophia decided to taunt, verbally abuse, and then physically assault student employee Kyla Spring. And she did this using racial slurs and derogatory comments. I mean, she drops the N-word literally like 200 times. It was also said that she punched, kicked, and bit Kyla throughout the incident at one point when Kyla tried to help her. The police were called, and when they arrived, Rosing continued the abuse, the verbal abuse, but also resisted arrest, and it was said that she actually bit an officer. 
videos of the incident were shared to social media. And that's really just where this whole story went viral. Now, if you've seen the footage, you know what's going on here. I mean, Sophia is literally just belligerently drunk. Not that that's an excuse because everything that she had to say was told. It's it's not okay. Like, I don't even know where anyone gets off thinking that they can speak to another human being that way. I I just don't understand it, especially when Kyla was trying to help her. You know, she knew that she was drunk. I mean, that's part of her job. But, like, still, the fact that she still tried to help this girl even after that is just insane to me. And it's just, again, just so disgusting that I guess because she's a little white girl, she thinks that she can get away with doing this. Like, I don't get it. Like, what the fuck? Rosing was arrested and charged with first and second degree offenses of public intoxication, third degree assault of a police officer and fourth and second degree disorderly conduct charges. Now at her first court appearance on November 7th, 2022, she was ordered not to drink and ordered to stay away from Kyla Spring and Boyd Hall. Her lawyer, Fred Peters did submit a not guilty plea on her behalf, which isn't totally unusual, you know? Generally, that is something that will be submitted for you on your behalf because, again, it's on the burden of the state to prove that you are guilty without the shadow of a doubt. So even though it's been it's on video, like we literally we all know that she did this, you know, it's still up to the courts to make that decision. Now, her lawyer, Peters, also stated that the family was very shocked by their daughter's behavior and that this behavior is completely out of character for her. However, a former classmate of Rosings came forward and stated that Sophia had bullied them and had tried to get them and their siblings kicked out of the private school that they had attended in, like, grade school, middle school. It was also said that Rosing's parents would often throw money at any problem, you know, to make it go away. I also just want to point out that hatred is taught. So, you know what I'm saying? The students of University of Kentucky or UK held a march the next day in support of Kyla and urged for more action and for the university to speak out against racism. Kyla spoke at the event and she actually quoted Michelle Obama saying, when they go low, we go high. She also stated that while she is saddened by what happened, she's grateful for the justice that is to come. And I really like, I just love her optimism. I love her, like the positivity that she's trying to pull out of all of this. And I mean, she is just handling it all with such grace. And I honestly don't know that I would be able to do that in her situation. And I, you know, I hope justice comes. I really hope that they throw the book at Sophia Rosing. However, you know, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I just want to reiterate this fact that we all know that if she does get off and gets a slap on the wrist, we know it's because she's a blonde, white, southern girl. And really no other reason other than that. Not because she didn't do it, but because of that. And again, I'm hoping that that's not the outcome. We don't know yet. But again, if it is, I just want to remind everyone that 
you know, that's usually reason number one why that happens. Now, Rosing withdrew from University of Kentucky on November 8th, but on November 9th, the University of Kentucky countered and issued a statement saying that Sophia Rosing would be permanently banned from campus and not allowed to re-enroll ever. So, that's something. At this time, she has waived her right to a preliminary hearing, which means that the evidence will be submitted to a grand jury, and they will decide then from there if not only the evidence is credible, but, like, you know, if there's enough evidence to indict her on all of those charges. Now, with the holidays, with this and the other cases that I'll be talking about in this episode, too, I'm sure we'll hear something after and maybe more in the new year, but who knows? I'll try to keep you all posted. The next case, we will be covering the murders in the mass shooting in University of Virginia. They're the murders of Deshaun Perry, Devin Chandler, and Lavelle Davis Jr. On Sunday, November 13th at around 10.30 p.m., Gunfire broke out at a parking garage on Colbreth Road near the University of Virginia's Drama Building. Students of University of Virginia had been returning from a field trip in Washington, D.C. to see a play, and they were the ones shot at. Two students were injured while three were killed. The next day, the university's president, Jim Ryan, spoke out at a press conference where he identified the three victims. Deshaun Perry a fourth-year student from Miami and a linebacker for the school's football team, Devin Chandler, a second-year student from Virginia Beach, and actually a University of Wisconsin wide receiver who was a transfer student to University of Virginia, and Lavelle Davis Jr., a third-year student from South Carolina and also a wide receiver. A manhunt was launched for the suspect, who was quickly identified to be a former football teammate, 22-year-old Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. Students were ordered to shelter in place and to run, hide, fight. Until 6.30 that morning, after a thorough search, thankfully, was conducted on the school grounds. Now, Christopher Darnell Jones Junior's photo was shared out to social media, and thankfully, Jones was easily found. He was taken into custody by Henrico County Police in Richmond with, quote-unquote, without incident, just before 11 a.m., and apparently, he was about 75 miles southeast of the university's campus. When questioned, Jones's mother admitted that, you know, she didn't have much contact with her son, especially not after he moved out of the house to live with his grandmother at 16. Now, while it seems that she doesn't have many answers for us, the school seems to. Officials stated that Jones had landed on their radar in previous years. One incident involved a comment he made about possessing a gun and another about a hazing incident. Now, both of these were completely, like, done away with i they it it was said that there was an investigation done in both of these but there really wasn't too much to secure a full outcome or to prove that either a he had a gun on campus or b that you know he was really involved in this hazing incident 
it was discovered also that Joan had intended to shoot the players on the bus that night. But the motivation for why is still not known at this time. Jones is being charged with three counts of second degree murder and three counts of using a handgun in the alleged commission of a felony in the deaths of Deshaun Perry, Devin Chandler, and Lavelle Davis Jr. I believe he had his arraignment. However, I haven't seen anything about an upcoming court date as of yet, but I will do my best to keep you all posted. I'm Beth. And I'm Bailey. And we We are are True Crime B&B. We do a podcast every week. We release on Fridays. And every week we'll bring to you two different true crime stories. First we'll bring you a disturbing story. And then one that will hopefully uplift your spirits a little bit. We'd love to have you listen to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, so join us every week on Friday. Find us anywhere you find your podcasts. On Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Amazon? I don't know anywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) And also you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at True Crime BNB. Did we even mention that we're mom and daughter? No. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you join our crime family. Bye. Bye. Hey, true crime friends. If you're like me, you love personalized merch And you love shopping local. So here is one of my favorite local vendors to buy from. It's Mandy Made It. That's M-A-N-D-E-E Made It. My friend Mandy makes the most incredible personalized crochet goods and decor for your home. Spooky season is coming up. She has some of the coolest Halloween designs. So go follow her on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mandy Made It. Again, that's M-A-N-D-E-E Made It. And place your order with her today. The last case we'll be covering this week in the news is of X. High school teacher Michael Canning. On Saturday, November 12th, again of this year, 2022, police arrested 41 year old English teacher at Red Bank High School named Michael Canning. Allegedly, the English teacher had been having a romantic and sexual relationship with a junior student that lasted from 2015 to 2019. So just to clarify in case anyone was confused, she was a junior in 2015 or he. I actually can't say that I know for sure because they're not naming the student. And I understand why, because I mean, she he or she is probably not a minor at this time. But at the time that the crime was committed, they would have been. So therefore, their identity is protected. So like I said, I don't know if it's a he or a she. So I really shouldn't be making assumptions. Canning is charged with sexual assault, endangering the welfare of a child, and criminal sexual contact. Now, police are still actively investigating this case, and they ask that anyone with information about Canning to contact MCPO Detective Kayla Santiago at 800-533-7443. Or the Red Bank Police Department, Detective Paul Perez at 
1-800-273-2700. Again, if you have any information on Michael Canning from Red Bank, who taught English at Red Bank High School, even if it seems little, you know, the police would like to know this information. So if there's any way you can help, that would be great. And I'm sure there are some of you out there who are thinking, hopefully if you listen to this, you probably don't think that, but you, I'm just preaching to the choir. You probably know that these people exist, but that there are people who probably don't understand how student-teacher relationships are so detrimental and how unethical I mean obviously they're unethical I'm sorry I'm trying to think of a better word but they're very unbalanced even you know regardless of whatever situation you could think of in which it might be balanced it's not balanced it never is and if you want to learn more about that check out my episode about sex for grades it kind of you know Tyler And I go into that a little bit and discuss why it's not balanced and, you know, despite all of those factors. But also, again, she's a fucking, she was, he or she was a teenager at the time. They were a junior in high school. So no, they wouldn't know enough, regardless of what you want to say. You're still, if you're considering a minor, you're too young to make that decision. Sorry, bro. Okay. Well, that is all I have for you, my darlings. I hope you all have a great start to your week. I hope you, you know, tackle this Monday head on, you know. I was trying to have a better analogy for that, but that didn't happen. Anyway, like I said, I wish you all well. I hope you have a safe and happy and healthy, wonderful week ahead of you. And until next time, I will see you later. Hi, Ivory Tower Boiler Room audience. It is Andrew Rimby, the director of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Welcome to our winter season. And are you trying to stay warm this season? Well, guess what? We have the Ivory Tower Boiler Room Cafe. It is our Patreon where there is so much bonus content. So I'll go over all that. But first, it's only $5, which is less then a latte, a cappuccino, a coffee, a tea, basically anything now because, you know, we have some inflation going on. So join us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash ivory tower boiler room. What do you get? You get Gregory Maguire giving us all the scoop on the Wicked Movie musical. You get Jesse Green giving us his hot takes on the Broadway musical. If you don't know who Jesse is, well, you should, because he's the chief theater critic of the New York Times. You get all the JFK and Marilyn Monroe scoop from Elizabeth Winder, a Marilyn Monroe biographer. So much more. You get all our video interviews. You can see everything, including the bonus content. And Mary's going to tell you from True Crime and Academia what you get later. But if you're not following us on social media and seeing our video teasers, well, you need that to stay, you know, nice and energized on these winter days. So follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ivory Tower Boiler Room. While it's still here, why don't you follow us on Twitter at Ivory Boiler Room? And here's my chief contributor, Mary. Hey, true crime friends and Ivory Tower Boiler Room friends. Like Andrew said, you're going to get access to all of this bonus content. That includes true crime and academia. So not only will you have access to the bonus episode each month, 
You will also have video access to the interviews that I conduct on my podcast once a month. You get all of that extra content at your fingertips whenever you feel like watching it, literally for a cup of coffee. So why don't you just buy us one? That'd be so nice. We would appreciate that because we love your support already, but we could use a little bit more if you don't. Oh, yes, we could. And also, hey, do you all know you can actually DM us questions at our social media channels. Yes. Also, why don't you ask us questions with our social media posts? We love it. We even shout out questions on our episodes. And if you want, you can always email us at ivorytowerboilerroom at gmail.com to actually order our merchandise. So Mm -hmm. we have hats, we have t-shirts, we have posters, we have everything. If you want any merchandise with the Ivory Tower Boiler Room logo, we're going to make it happen for you. Okay, on that note, happy winter season, everyone. Happy winter.